Michelle, get out of that mirror, primping and prodding. You stay in it all day long. But mama, I want to look good. Yeah, but you got to learn to look beyond the mirror. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we get into Beyond the Mirror. I'll see you soon. I'll be the first to, as we say in my neck of the woods, fess up, meaning confess that yes, I must have been a vain little girl because I lived in the mirror. And in hindsight, I feel sorry for my mother who was trying to raise four little girls who all love to live in the mirror. Now, I'm not throwing my sisters under the bus. I'm just saying what I'm saying. Now, for me, it was trying to wrestle this unruly hair of mine that I have, and I was determined to tame it, to grow it, and all of that. So I was not in the mirror applying makeup and all that kind of stuff. No, I was trying to comb my hair. (laughs) So I'm going to say that in my defense, okay? So now that I've got that out the way, beyond the mirror, I kind of want to take you with me on a, a little expedition. Uh, today we're going to be talking about some wisdoms and they are not going to be as conventional as some of my other shows, but Hey, and you might be saying, well, none of your shows are conventional, but that's okay. All right. Um, so beyond the mirror, one of the things that I have, um, learned in, uh, dealing with, uh, how to get people to access, uh, things that will help them in, in the area of their thinking, their mind, their concept of who they are, um, in learning, you know, certain philosophies and certain psychologies is this concept of the mirror, the reflection back to who we are. And I don't know if this ever happened to you, and I'm going out on a vulnerable limb to admit this, but I remember as a child, I would sometimes say I was in the bathroom or something, you know, finishing up, washing my hands or whatever. And I'd look up into the mirror and for a split second, I would be like, who is that? And it would throw me off to the point where it would shake me. And I can't say it happened a few times. It, it happened on a normal basis. And when I said I was a little kid, I was young enough uh, to know that I didn't know everything. <laughs> and The sad part about that is the older I got, the less it happened until it didn't happen anymore. And it wasn't until I became an adult training in the ways of how to be a therapist, how to help people in those areas that I realized what was happening as a kid. And that is, we are more than what we appear to be. Now, that statement seems simple enough, and it is very simple and very true, but it's very profound. And when we look at ourselves, for some of us, we have bought hook, line, and sinker that what you see is what you get. I mean, come on. A lot of people will tell you, I'm a simple person. What you see is what you get. Well, that's good for you. But for the rest of us who are complex beings, who are having experience and trying to figure out uh, what the manual is for working this thing that we call a body. <laughs> um, I'm possibly talking to you today. And maybe the what you see is what you get people to as well. I remember um, learning to do an active listening ex- exercise uh, for a therapeutic model. And 
that one was profound to say the least, because what we started by doing was we started by listening and then we would repeat back to the person what we heard and ask them to correct it uh, to make sure that it was what they meant and what they said. And that was fine. But what wasn't fine was when we started moving past that to now becoming an active reflection back to the person of mirroring them, of uh, giving back to them what they are giving out so that they we became almost a mirror for them to be able to interact with themselves. And the reason why it was so uncomfortable for me is because my psyche was like, I am not this person. I cannot do this. Now, yes, you can argue that I had a young mind. um, And, you know, being in your uh, late teens, early 20s, it's hard to do that kind of stuff without losing your own identity. Yeah, I get that. But I knew that there was something more to it. And what I knew was that my need to reconcile all myself was at work too. And it's even said that those who have the most work to do are usually the ones that are trying to become counselors to help everybody else. So yeah, I already know that crack if you're listening and saying that to yourself. But enough about me. Let's talk about us, you, and how this can help you from a wisdom standpoint. So to be on, to go beyond the mirror, it means to reconcile, remember, put back together who we really are. I've talked about quote unquote polarity on this uh, podcast a lot. I love polarity. And the funny thing is, is now I'm actually reading this book by the great Ray Kurzweil. Uh, uh, It's called the, um, the, uh, oh my gosh, if I would just kind of look at the book, that would probably help because it has escaped my, um, my memory. So let me let me get the book title for you. It's really good. It's dense, but it's really good. The Singularity is Near. That's the name of the book. The Singularity is Near. And listening to him, uh, you know, because I'm listening to it on audiobook, um, weave through how there are a lot of synergies, how there are a lot of things coming uh, back together. It got me to understanding that, wow, we were not just supposed to look in the mirror and reconcile what we saw. We were supposed to go beyond the mirror. And so that's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. Thank you for allowing me that long intro. Okay, so let's let's get into it. Okay, so one of the things that um, I have talked about on this channel is polarity, but I've also talked about walking the middle road. And the middle road is that part in between the opposites where you inhabit both sides. You inhabit your dark and your light, your right and your wrong, your innocent and your guilty. You inhabit all of those things. And the way polarity works is it has, excuse me, um, an electromagnetism to it where the opposite should be attracting. Um, When you have a polarity that is stable, both sides should be pulling at each other so that you do get this middle ground. You do come to this middle. But as in all things in our our world and our understanding, that is not necessarily the case, where if the polarities are off, then instead of attracting, they repel. 
Okay. And we have a way of describing this and we call it electromagnetism, where you have an electric field and you have a magnetic field. Uh, stay with me, y'all. I'm not going to stay this deep or scientific for long. Just stay with me. There is a setup here. Okay. So the electric field is uh, considered the positive side. It's also considered the male side. The magnetic field is considered the negative side and is also considered the female side. Most of us have seen this field articulated in a lot of different ways. And um, that field can be articulated by the yin-yang sign. If you're not familiar with that, that's where you've got a circle. One side is uh, black. It looks like a little teardrop that has a bent end on it and the other opposing side is white and usually there's a little circle on each side that has the opposite color in it so the black side has a white dot the white side has a black dot and they swirl around in perfect harmony in a perfect circle another electromagnetic symbol that you might be aware of is the cross or the plus sign Yes, where you have your negative and your positive intersecting and that where they meet in that middle is not only the strongest point of that cross or plus sign, but it is also the point where life springs eternal and all of this kind of stuff. Now, I can go on and on and on about the different symbols that represent this, um, but you get the point and we don't have a lot of time. So when we're talking about going beyond the middle, I mean, beyond, beyond the middle, yeah, that's true, beyond the mirror, uh, what we're really doing is when you look at your reflection in the mirror, you're trying to learn how to walk the middle ground between your polarities. And your polarities are what you see on this side of the mirror and what's on the other side of the mirror. I remember giving out assignments uh, to a lot of my life coaching consultants, I mean clients, excuse me, uh, to have them to stare at themselves in the mirror for, I would start from a minute up to five minutes. And it is hard for people. Think about it. And you can do this exercise yourself tomorrow morning when you get up. Take a few moments to cease what you're doing and just stare at yourself in the mirror. Try to look into your eyes. Don't just try to take in the whole visage of what's before you. Look into the eyes and try to hold that for at least a minute and record what you feel. And then continue to try to do it. And when you can do it for a full minute, increase it. Boy, I tell you, if you ever really wanted to get a good therapy session, do that. I've had people talk about the tears that come. I've had people talk about the fears that arise. I've had people tell me some other things, repressed memories coming back. And when they talk about those types of repressed memories, we believe them because there is no one guiding them or possibly contaminating their memories. So it is a gateway into the inner depths of who we are as beings. And so because you have the reflection of you on this side of the mirror, I want to ask you, who is that on the other side? And that is what we're talking about when we go beyond the mirror. When we learned learn that there are polarities there for every part of you. There is an opposite, equal opposite part, if you want. 
And and so like if they what's the saying? If you want to have friends, show yourself to be friendly. That's the same thing. Beyond the mirror means that we are reconciling all of the parts of us that we can. And it is something that uh, is not as easy as it sounds because we not only have what we can see, but we also have what we cannot see. And what you cannot see a lot of times is more powerful than what you see. So when you work both sides of the mirror, what you're doing is you're working both sides of your nature. And I even hesitate to say both sides because there are a multitude of sides to your nature. Let me just make that clear. Multitude. So you don't just have a good and a bad. You have multiple grades and shades in between. You don't have just a up day and a down day. No, you got many different. Think about just even your emotions, your attitude, your mood, your tone. You know, if you live with someone, they'd be like, oh, it's going to be one of those days, huh? <laughs> you know, you've got many different ways of being. But when you start to work with all sides, I'm, I'm comfortable enough with saying all sides of your nature, and you become the same no matter what, that is what we call enlightenment. A lot of people are like, well, how do I get enlightened? How do I raise my frequency? How do I um, make sure my vibrations are in line with the things I want? How do I manifest? And a lot of people want to work the polarities of bringing things to them or them going to other things when they don't understand. You've got some volatility in your own polarity. Once you can remember yourself, then it makes everything else that you're trying to have and trying to do and trying to be so much easier. And it starts with something as simple as staring at yourself in the eyes, in the mirror, in the morning when you first get up, your mind is clear for at least a minute. Because what you will start to see is that you will start to destroy the idea of incompletion as you continue to do this. I have had people now, you know, uh, trigger warning here. I'm going to say something that you may or may not agree with. So trigger warning, trigger warning. Okay. And that is that as you continue to go beyond the mirror and you start to reconcile all the sides of yourself, you're going to start, hopefully, if you get to this point, you're going to start to have a um, completeness uh, where as you gather those shards of self that have broken off due to uh, traumas, accidents, and all of the things that happened to get you to this point and you start collecting them back in, it's kind of like re-gluing a broken base back together. You get all the little pieces and glue it back together. You might not ever look the same, but you get to be more holistic. And thus, you'll start to understand that maybe the idea of a soulmate and a twin flame as being your opposite half was you all along. And it's not some other quote unquote person out there, but it's that other person on the other side of the mirror that you are going beyond to come back together. Learning how to do this, I wish I could say it's easy, but I can say that it can be done. But it takes persistence, diligence, and consistency. All of those things that you know I harp on because that's part of my life path to be able to to do those things and to master them. But learning to walk in the middle between the polarities of all the things that you are uh, will help you to be able to be more 
and I, I, you, I want to use the word robust, but there's a better word for it. If it comes to me, I'll definitely let, let you know. Um, but learning to walk in this middle ground of these polarities is going to help you to understand the different sides. And it's going to give you insight into when you want to move to one side or another, depending on what the situation calls for. That's the thing that I don't know necessarily my my mother was trying to articulate to me, but she would say, you know, you look fine. Enough is enough. You can't go, you know, you can't try to be perfect based on that reflection. And I have gone through some iterations of, of what she used to say with that. At first I thought that, oh, okay, she's just trying to say I'm, I'm, you know, pretty too or whatever, you know, trying to help your little kid. But then once I got me a little learning, I was thinking that, oh, I'm trying to look like the other side of me. But now as I continue to grow and yesterday I talked about staying hungry and, and continuing to move forward to thrive and to be all that you can be while you're on this earth. That's what I'm endeavoring to do here. And to me, I don't want to become the mirror anymore. I want to break. I, I want to. I don't even want to break the mirror. I want to go beyond it. I want to go to the point, and that's where I'm asking you to go with me in our wisdom smack, where we learn how to walk in the middle, and we are so proficient in this that at will we can choose if we want to go to any side of the middle, and and know when and how to come back. Think about it. If you are able to embrace and no longer deny, be ashamed of, or ignore those shadow sides of yourself. You know, that, that, that part of you that might be vulnerable, might be deficient, you know, like for me, um, those insecurities, those, those points that drive me to try to be perfect. If I am working on being in the middle, that helps me to understand that for as much as I desire to be perfect, I can be imperfect as much as I desire to be in control. I can have that propensity to not be in control for as strong as I want to be. I have to embrace the fact that I can be that weak. And then once I'm able to inhabit that middle side, it helps me to be able to know when I need to be strong and go over there and be that. And when I need to be weak and go over there and be that because there is a time for all things. And the gift of who we are is that we do have these gradients. Have you ever had that person? They have gone through a lot. And as I even said that, I'm going to veer off of my notes and I'm going to say this. I have seen people endure pain that would break the average person. And though they thought they were being strong, They were the weakest person because they refused to see a pathway to the other side. They refused to cry. They refused to understand that in this time, the biggest medicinal value for your soul and and, and the way you go forward was to go over to the weak side, to go over to the side where you could cry, where you could feel abandoned, alone. I don't care how old you are when your mother leaves this earth. If if your mother leaves before you, you're still going to feel like a lost child. I don't care. It, it, It just is what it is. That's norm. Now, if that's not you, I don't know. Maybe go talk to your therapist. But for the most part, that's you. And it's okay 
to break down. It's okay to feel like that child again. That means you're human. It means that your other side is alive and well. You know, for some of us, our other sides of our personality are old and dusty and rusty. Think about the person who is always brash, who never has a kind word to say. Or think of the person who's always a mush mouth and everybody's like, I don't feel like your positivity today. Can you just please go away? (laughs) These are the extremes of people who always want to stay on one side of the mirror and they're scared or in denial that the other side is there and that they don't have to live on the other side. They just have to remember everything and put themselves together so that they can operate in the middle and thus give themselves power and freedom to, as they need to, go to either side of the middle and to do it in a way that's the most healthful for them and for others. Now, I've been saying this word, remember, and I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to tell you a little story. Now, I'm going to muddle the story up, so just forgive me if you know the story well. But the story is of um, a mythological one, a nature, and it's Egyptian. And so it talks about, now we're most, for the most part in the Western world, we are familiar with the words Isis, Osiris, and Set. You might know uh, original words for these people uh, or deities as Aset, Asur, and Set. <laughs> okay. And so um, Osiris and Set, or As- Asur and Set, uh, were our brothers. Okay. And Set is the trickster, he's the dark energy. And Osiris was the light and the creative energy. So basically, they are polar opposites of the same being in a deatific form. So you've got Osiris and you've got Set. Osiris in the morning, Set in the nighttime. Osiris for the good, Set for the quote-unquote bad. Okay, Set is also where we get our pan, where we also get the demonized version of evil, which is Satan. Okay, so got set. That's why we call it sunrise, sunset, Osiris, and set. Okay, so thank you for letting me lay that out. Asur, I mean, it's, um, Asur is uh, Osiris, but his wife was Oset, or who we call Isis. And uh, Osiris and Set got into a, a, a kerfuffle. Yeah, let's just call it that. But it got out of hand and thus Set killed Osiris. And that wasn't good because that meant the world was going to be plunged into eternal darkness. Remember, you can't always just live on one side. So that is part of what this story was trying to teach. So Aset goes in and she's like, oh, this can't do. And plus she's mad because he's killed the love of her life. And so she goes and she's like, you will not prevail. You will not rule this world. We will not live on just one side. And so she goes to the other other uh, realms because not only does Set kill Osiris, he chops him up into 13 pieces. 13. Okay, now I can talk about the 13, the 13 moons, 13 zodiacs, and all of that, but my time is ticking down. So she goes, she gathers up all the pieces and it is said that she remembers 
Osiris, meaning that she puts him back together. Now, there is this little part about the 13th member being his genitals that she wasn't able to reattach. And and thus, they, they were like, that's why we have 12, you know, zodiacs and 12 movements of, uh, you know, the sun, I mean, uh, 12 movements of the moon and the sun and whatever. But anyway, that's not he, neither here nor there. But once she remembers Osiris, he becomes uh, the, the redeemer of the dead, if you will. And so he becomes the God of the underworld. Now you would think that Set would become the God of the underworld. No, Osiris, because he is, he's been remembered, but he's not his original. And so now he becomes the protector of, of, um, the dead ushering them in so that Set can't do his tricks and all that kind of stuff to get them to whatever their promise is in the afterlife. And so then he goes from having, in his depictions, he goes from having a fleshly color to having a green color. And thus, when when they depict green, now I'm, you know what? We don't have time for that. I'm not going to tell you what all that means. You can look it up, Google it or whatever, and read the story. But what I am going to say is that this story about remembering who you are to make yourself whole again means that when you consciously remember, when you consciously put all the sides together or both sides, if that's what your mind can handle, you remember yourself and you have the ability to supersede who both sides were. And that is the power of what can happen when you go beyond the mirror, when you are willing to incorporate not only the good stuff that you're willing to show in the sunlight, but the bad stuff that hides in the nighttime, when you're willing to incorporate and respect those deficient sides of yourself, you know, the, the size that you hope nobody sees about your personality or about your, your body makeup, you know, all of the blemishes, all of the imperfections, when you bring all of those in and you remember them and you pay them homage, you actually become a being that is better than the two halves were. Because walking in the middle is where the magic happens. So much so that when they think of Isis, they think of the great magician, the great alchemist, the person who was able to put the inferior parts together to transmute them into a new expression of a person. She did that for her husband. And so much so that it wasn't until after she remembered her husband that they gave birth to Horus, a.k.a. the Christ child, a.k.a. Jesus, if you will. You know, so of course you can, like I said, go and check this out yourself. It's on, on the Google and all of that kind of stuff. But I am telling you this story to help you with the efficacy the the um the goodness if you will of going beyond this mirror now as my time is winding down i do want to say a, a few other things about going beyond the mirror when it comes to purpose because this week has been about me um talking to you about purpose because i've been i've gotten and thank you for those people who have reached out i've gotten requests for that and I almost, you know, I'm going to say it. Thank you that it wasn't about purpose with money, but, you know, because everybody was always talking about money. But this one, it, it it warms my heart that people want to know this stuff. So thank you for those comments, you guys. I actually do listen, read and all that kind of stuff. Check the show notes for how to get in touch with me. OK, so anyway, um, when it comes to 
being uh, be going beyond the mirror with regards to your purpose, what you what you may experience, because everybody's experience is different. But what you may experience is that once you start integrating all of the pieces, the broken pieces, the 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 parts that uh, may have been shunned and pushed back, your purpose is going to have an update and an upgrade on its own. And what is going to happen is some of the things, I, I, I used to call them my drag coefficients, they're going to lighten up because it takes energy to subdue the parts of yourself that you don't necessarily want to deal with, look at, or believe that are even yours. But once you start walking that middle part of in, integrating all sides of you, you're going to find that your purpose starts to come a little easier. You start, you, it's not such a drag, drag coefficient, get it? It's not such a drag to figure it out, to find it and to follow it and to embrace it. Because when you work in the power of the magical middle, you can become a magician and an alchemist. Uh, you will also find that for those of you who are interested in manifesting the things in your life that you want, you will find that you get a clearer understanding of your path because when you operate in the middle beyond the mirror, remember, you now gain the ability to walk on both sides. Going back to the Osiris part of the story I just told, he did become the god of the underworld, but for Specific times he could come back into the light every now and again. And that is because she remembered him. He became this new being and he was able to walk the middle of what he could with what he was working with. And him being able to come into the light meant that he was able to help her have their child, Horus, Jesus, Redeemer, if you will. And Horus went on to fight Set and defeat him, you know. So, there's a lot to that, to the, to the mytho mythology of that. Go check it out, if you will, and, um, and, and learn that. But I wanted to leave you with this, that when you go beyond the mirror, when you learn to walk in the middle of the polarities that make, you up, that make up you, you become the mirror. You become the right and the left. You become the originator of who you are as a person and as a whole. So guess what? Yep, my time is up. I thank you for yours. Don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ for all of your Amazon shopping. And I am going to see you tomorrow. Bye, lovelies. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.